What is up, listeners? Welcome to Predator vs. Movies. In this corner is Alex. In that other corner is... Peter, let's go! (laughs) In this third corner, we're in a triangle, is Aiden! Oh yeah, I should have done... Oh my god, that's so smart. And this is a podcast where we discuss and review the latest movie releases. We're going to start off with a non-spoiler review before diving into a deep discussion of the film. And then we're going to ask the most important question. Would this movie be better if the alien from Predator was in it? This week, we're going to be reviewing Creed 3. Before we get into it, we're going to do some news. Uh, and this is its not really news news, but whatever. So uh, Marvel released some stills from the Secret Invasion TV series, which is, I think, reportedly coming out in June, I want to say. Ah. <laughs> so you're ah. affirmative? Ah. Ah. Um, that was really interesting. I was just saying, uh, well, I, I remarked to Alex the other day that I was like, oh, it looks like it's kind of a different visual style just from the like couple stills that we saw, um, which is nice, but I also... Like, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch this show yet. I, like, with the way, the state of MCU shows, I really, like, I really need to be sold on it to watch it. I'm going to watch Daredevil just because I love the Netflix show too much to not watch it. But the other shows, I'm I'm not convinced. Secret Invasion is one of the ones that I'm, like, really, I am excited for it and I'm really hoping it's good. I think it has the potential to be Marvel's Andor. Like, it's very street level there's no like superheroes it's nick fury it's um maria hill and other kind of like spy agency characters like olivia coleman is in this amelia clark is in this um and i think the secret invasion storyline is just so interesting and like that paranoia element which is like yeah like a staple of like that cold war like spy thriller kind of genre that i think they could do something really cool with that and it's like it's like an invasion, but it's, it's like, like secret. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I think the one thing that could maybe topple the series is is the scrolls themselves. Like I do worry that, like I don't know how much can you do in a TV series with like what they're just gonna have the have. Cockney accents in like like they're just gonna be like the you know how like in the movie what? which movie are they? <laughs> In the which, which in the Marvel. movie yeah, in Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel oh, they're just because, like yeah, it's Ben Mendelsohn, right? He's Australian too. Wait, he's oh yeah, oh, so no I'm getting the way. accent wrong. I've been British for the longest time. No, Dude, they're the... going to be Cockney. Like, are they going to try to set up this super serious conflict and then just shoehorn in jokes like that where it's like, ah, but they're like silly British guys or whatever. Like, you know what I'm just a kid. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't okay, remember never Captain Marvel that <laughs> don't, well. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about their accents so much as like their CGI powers. <laughs> like, okay. like, that's my concern is like, how good is that going to be? Um, also like, you know, Secret Invasion is like this sprawling story in the comics that incorporates all of the heroes. And I'm thinking like, it has six part TV series. I don't know what we're getting out of this, but it's only six episodes. Or I don't know how many, but you know, oh, like wow. the TV series yeah. are, are six to nine. Like that's yeah. kind of the framework we're working with. 
Um, Except Daredevil is allegedly like twenty two or something. Eighteen, I think it's eighteen. What the? And it's it's, and they're forty minutes, right? I don't know. I don't know how long they're going to be, but like it's like three sets of six basically, and they're going to be mini arcs. And I think I even heard that there's potential that there will be breaks between the mini arcs. So they'll release six over a period of six weeks, take a break, come back six more. So 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 one might say three different seasons. But like, <laughs> like yes, but like no. I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, I I think it could be very cool. Uh, I have hope. My hopes. Another superhero news is um, we're getting a double dose of our favorite Batman antagonist Clayface. Um, Clayface is rumored to be uh, one of the antagonists of the Batman Part Two, uh, Matt Reeves Batman's films. And also potentially a solo kind of film, maybe akin to like how the Joker films operate oh, yeah, um, yeah. by, uh, I think it's Mike Flanagan. He's the, the Netflix uh, guy. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he, he wants to do a, a Clayface project or he pitched it at the very least. Um, yeah. But we kind of want to talk about the role Clayface could play in the Batman part two. I, I personally find that very intriguing. I think that's very fun because it's like, I've heard a lot of people saying like, oh, that won't work because they've, or I've seen this on Twitter where it's like, it won't work because they've set up this like grounded world where like the more like magical or like supernatural characters like can't exist. And I completely disagree with that. I I think a supernatural character could absolutely emerge in the Gotham that they have established there. It's like, it's, it's like supposed to be kind of gritty and grounded, but not not in the real world it's supposed to be grounded in this fantasy world or not fantasy but fictional world in, in as opposed to like the nolan movies which are like that's chicago and they're in they're in a city <laughs> yeah. like so that's like so i feel like there's a lot of like emphasis I, i'm sorry I feel, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for them to do something really fun with it yeah i mean i'm not i'm not a clay face purist by any mark so i I personally do not care if he is just like a weird guy who likes clay kind of thing. <laughs> no, I, like you know, come on, like, they gotta go all the way. Like you know, think about like serial killer who's got like who just puts like like clay over his face. I've seen. I think it was weren't there like like someone had made some concept art, not for not official concept art, but someone had like just as a side project, and he had like sticks coming out of it. It looked kind of like um. It was like the aesthetic of True Detective, if you mm. saw those uh, TV series. It's a very like, like out in the boondocks kind of like eerie. I don't know, but like I thought that was really neat. Um, so I, I could go either way. I think they're. I think you're right. Sure. They could go mystical, and it does. If they do that, it opens the floor for other characters, which would be hard to do as grounded. So I think like Man Bat, that would be interesting. To that would be sick as fuck. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's not so much mystical, but like it is leaving the realm of like reality if we right. go that route. So I think I think it opens the door for other things for sure. But I think it makes sense though the look you proposed, considering how they did uh, Riddler, and it's literally a guy taping his own head. Yeah, uh, you know that would be a look that fits. But I'm just happy that they're giving spotlight to some less famous Batman villains. It's not just like Joker three P. So, yeah. you know, I'm all for I mean, that. Joker's waiting in the wings, so, like, he's yeah. coming. But that was the only thing, I like, would, when, 
I would love if Joker just like a side character. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would be cool. Casually yeah. shows up in every movie and just like, hey, Batman, you want to have a chat? I agree. <laughs> Joker, please. <laughs> hey, Batman. I agree. It would be cool if he just was a guy, and then maybe if they do a bunch of stuff down the line, he can be a main villain. But I agree that I'm kind of I don't want to see that much Joker content. When yeah. I saw that he was in the bat, the first Batman, I was like. Okay. not again <laughs> like all right man like i don't know i think he should have like he was supposed to play the um the hannibal lecter role in like just like in silence of the lamb like he's not the main antagonist but he's just always like in prison and kind of like teasing our main character who's also a detective like there were so many parallels yeah and i think there would be a really neat angle so i'm kind of sad that they cut that from the Batman, because they released that um, extended the, the extended yeah. scene that yeah. they had yeah. cut with the Joker, and that it was a cool scene. I think, I think they should continue that idea. And I don't know, I don't, I don't really need more Joker either. So I don't need a film where he's the the main bad guy. But I think, I think he should exist in that universe. One thing sure. that I saw coming up a lot is, and I personally agree, is I want to see Mister Freeze. I think it's be been cool. a long time that we've seen a good ad- adaptation. Actually, I think uh, I don't know if you guys played the the uh, Arkham games, but Arkham yes. games has a great adaptation of Mister Freeze. And well, we don't need uh, our Arnold's silliness in uh, <laughs> in the old Batman films, you know. And I, think I also think with Matt Reeves in the helm, it can be a really interesting adaptation. So. I also think they should uh, take uh, some notes from Lego Batman as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, uh, uh, they, that's a really good adaptation too. So, oh, for Mister Freeze? No, I don't know. I'm just fucking right. <laughs> I was I was gonna say like maybe I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't. Remember I played. Who was in it? I played all three. I had all three Lego Batmans. Oh yeah, the first one fun. I think was probably the best. Um, it gets a little. Oh, I thought you were referring to the movie. Okay. Oh, there's a movie too. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. It was actually mm-hmm. really funny. Yeah, it was pretty good. The Lego Batman movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You with Will Arnett. Yeah, no, exactly. yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right. That is a good movie. That's a good Batman adaptation. We should yeah. revisit that. Anyways, we're going to head into uh, the trailer park. Vroom, vroom. Thank you, Aiden. Uh, this week, we got our first uh, look and trailer at the new Wes Anderson film, Asteroid City. My oh, God, yeah. I'm so excited. Okay. Before yeah. this, I was like, I don't know. It's Wes Anderson. Like I, I have no idea what it is. So whatever. But like this trailer sold me. I mean, the visuals. It looks like it's a postcard. It's just like fifties alien paranoia, like the government area fifty one. Love it. it. Is so like like there's that one shot where like the aliens come down into the crater. I was like, oh yeah, we're yeah. doing this. I'm so yeah, it's like don't worry, darling. <laughs> I'm not seeing the film, so I can't call him. Maybe it's not. It's not like Don't Worry, Darling. He's joking. Okay, but I do have something to say about the trailers. Now, I'm a big Wes Anderson fan. Some of my favorite movies is from Wes Anderson. Um, like I love Moonrise Kingdom, Grand Budapest, uh, Rushmore. You know, so many of them, and I like I really love his visual style as well. But I found out I found one thing very interesting. After I seen the trailer of Asteroid City, I was like, yo, this movie, like, visually, it looks fucking fantastic. But plot-wise, I'm not that invested. So I went back to watch the trailers for the Wes Anderson movies I enjoyed. And I was like, okay, 
the trailers really do undersell what the movie is. Like, the movie is so much more fun and, like, vibrant than the trailers. That is my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I'm like, after that, I was like, okay, I'm still excited. Wes Anderson is still fantastic. And we're safe. So, <laughs> just want to put that out there. Yeah, I mean, my Same. reaction... <laughs> Peter, Peter declares we're no, safe, no, guys. No, 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 no. I just want to say, like, it's like... You you have like favorite directors, actors, all that. You just want them to do well, you know. Yeah. And then when I first saw the trailer, I was like, like, is he falling off? Hopefully not. I re- I still really like him. But then crazy. I, I, I after I, after I seen the other trailer, I was like, okay, I'm capping. It's gonna be a great movie. There's nothing to worry about. Just gotta wait and watch it in theaters. So like, yeah. 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 I'm not a huge uh, Wes Anderson head myself. Like I, I've liked every Wes Anderson movie I've seen, but I just, mm-hmm. I, I guess I've never taken the dive. Like I haven't seen that many of them. Yeah. I do remember like, like the first one I ever saw was fantastic. Mr. Fox. And that was one of the first times where as a kid, I was like, Oh, movies can like look different. I was like, this is weird. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. This movie like isn't, doesn't look like other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but yeah, no, I'm really excited about the trailer. I think it looks, I think it looks great. Like the, like, oh my, the, how hard it must be to block some of those shots. Yeah. Like get exactly. everyone, like, oh my God. The, have have so, you yeah. seen actually, um, and this is not even like Fantastic Mrs. Fox is stop motion. So it's obviously very elaborate, but yeah. some of the Wes Anderson shots, I watched this movie, uh, sorry, I watched this video on YouTube where actors were literally have a cue to blink or like cue yeah. to do like really subtle mm-hmm. things. And yeah. I think that's one of the reasons I love Wes Anderson so much is because like you notice these attention to details, you know, yeah. when you actually watch the film, the blocking, the the cues, the actions, etc. So, yeah. He's yeah. a quirky little guy. Um, yeah. Love him. Yeah. I do think like, like to respond to what you were saying, Peter, I don't think Wes Anderson's films have ever been sold on. Here's the story. I think it's the visual style yeah and the characters kind of like, that's yeah. the selling point and i agree i agree the ensemble cast as well i don't think anyone has ever oh been like i'm God. seeing it for the story mm-hmm. it's just the story is always it's always there he's always got a solid grasp on that yeah sure. he, he delivers every time and speaking of the ensemble cast when i was watching a the trailer there was one actor noticeably absent so I was looking for him, then I found out why. Bill Murray, longtime collaborator with Wes Anderson, is actually not in this film. Because he caught Tom COVID. Hanks is... Oh, is yeah. that why? He I caught don't... COVID uh, when, when they were shooting. So he couldn't make it. Oh, he was replaced. Uh, okay, because Tom Hanks is playing Bill Murray. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, I, saw, I can like, see that. Can he see looks that. like he's got the bust out. Like, he looks exactly like um, <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, isn't Margot Robbie in this film as well? Yeah, she was that noticeably is... absent from the trailer. But Oh, that is wild. She, is, she will be there. I, I do think it's interesting that people made a comment that Wes Anderson is, like, allergic to working with people of color, especially, like, <laughs> women of color. Mm. There's almost not in this movie i think jeffrey wright is the maybe the only one maybe or one of like two i think um so that is that is definitely a blind spot of his but um i think yeah i do i do think the cast is still otherwise like other than that unfortunate fact it's it's that uh there was another trailer we got for uh paul schrader's new film um it's a guy who journals yeah (laughs) <laughs> wait, uh, wait remind me who is paul schrader again 
Why is he Paul Schrader movie? is a screenwriter and director. He wrote some of some very oh, famous movies. First Reformed. Yep. So that's a, okay. that's a movie. What? That's uh, like twenty seventeen. I think. The, yeah. Thank you. That was his most like famous thing. He wrote Taxi Driver, as well as uh, maybe some other Scorsese films. But uh, as far as directing goes, he's kind of created this trilogy of First Reformed from twenty seventeen. Um, the card counter from 2021, I want to say, and this new one, Master Gardener. Um, and they're all films where man is troubled, journals, <laughs> does some bad things, oh my God. basically. Like, like, and they're all like, dude had a, a former life as like violent <laughs> and is trying to not be that anymore. So he's either a, like a church guy, a card yeah. counter, <laughs> or like, like, <laughs> guy who or plays cards or a gardener and so this one i think um forgetting his name the guy joel, is, joel edgerton joel edgerton i think he's a neo-nazi i think was what oh. i heard oh and wow. he's i think i think that's what i had read I'll, I'll double check but um and so he's he's moonlighting i guess as a gardener it's <laughs> <And laughs> not moonlighting he's moved on and he um and he's has his friendship with uh, a child. But, that's what uh, it is. That's what it is. But it looks great. I'm I'm very excited cool. for this. I don't know if I've ever seen a Paul Schrader film. To be frank yeah, with you, same, I've not seen same. First Reformed or Card Counter. Um, and I think I've only seen half of Taxi Driver. So I don't really? think I yeah I don't I'm, think I've, I've ever. Seen, I've seen all of the ones you just listed, uh, and those uh, aren't. By far, like those aren't the only things he's done. I think he did American Gigolo. Uh, there's a couple other films he's directed. Um, I did just check. It was, I think, a Vanity Fair piece of, about the movie. Uh, the headline is "In Master Gardener, Paul Schrader delves into white supremacy." So that seems to oh. stand by with what I was uh, indicating about the movie. I do Wait. think uh, First Reformed is like a masterpiece. So, like, I think. I know there's go see that. there's one guy in our film class who I, yeah. <laughs> who I, I always think of instantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he had recommended it, and that's why I saw it. And I was like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. this this shit rocks. Wait, uh, why it, are you didn't so care excited character. about this film though? If it's literally just guy trouble journals, and uh, you know, sort of goes back to his past. Well, you can describe any movie like that. Yeah, like like yes. Paul Schrader has gotten into a bit of a holding pattern of like making the same movie with yeah. like different book cover kind of thing. Yeah. But like Paul Schrader makes great movies. If they're a little similar, I don't really mind. Um, I, I do think like, I didn't care for the, the card counter, but I, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I won't like this next one. Right. Like I'm, I kind of try to evaluate the movie on its own and the fact that every main character is the same guy, basically, is just funny to me. <laughs> it's not so much like it's a it's not so much a critique. Like he's got his guy. Yeah. Like that's the guy Paul. Schrader no, no, that's fair. That's fair. Whatever. And, sure and the trailer literally starts with him. I think journaling, right? Yeah. <laughs> Beside yeah. the lamp. Yeah. Anyways, we watched a movie this week, didn't we? we sure Aiden? did. Oh, yeah, we sure did. We watched the movie <laughs> called Creed 3. So I'll get into some movie info. It was the directorial debut of Michael B. Jordan, and it was written by Keegan Coogler. Oh, I wonder if Office. there's any relation. 
Keenan, Keenan Kugler, Zach Balin, story by Ryan Kugler, and them. <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> story (laughs) story is by ryan coogler and the guys who wrote the screenplay that's shorthand instead of writing the same name again (laughs) okay it's starring michael b jordan tessa thompson jonathan majors wood harris mila davis kent florian montianu uh, Felicia Rashad, DOP, Kramer Morgenthau, runtime, one hour, 56 minutes, budget, 75 million, and box office, <laughs> as of now, <laughs> 249.5 million. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> yeah, why are you talking like that? <laughs> oh my god. Thank you, I guess. So that's the uh, movie info. That's the movie info. Uh, before we get into it, there's a bit of a touchy subject, uh, an elephant in the room, I suppose, that we do just want to very, very briefly touch on before moving on with our podcast. Uh, so recently, Jonathan Majors has been accused of uh, domestic abuse uh, allegations. Uh, and we just want to say that we hope that the uh, victim, the woman, is okay. And maybe... Just, like, don't take what is being said at face value. Um, I know certain things have been happening. You know, things were recanted. Uh, uh, Jonathan Majors was released on bail. And some text messages were released. But I think you have to look a little deeper than surface level at what is happening. So just be aware is all I'm saying, listeners. and uh, yeah, and, and don't be don't be quick to turn on potential victims of abuse, especially considering how hard it is to come forward. Yeah, and just like remember that the system upholds the wealthy, and it's a patriarchal system that supports men above women. So, yeah. Anyways, let's uh, play our little game. So there's an internet website. Uh, called Metacritic, <laughs> an internet website. I always do this. Um, and they give an average score out of 100 based on the reviews of just critics. And so we're going to guess where uh, Creed 3 lands in that metric. Uh, if it gets 60 or above, it's green. If it gets uh, 80 or above, it's labeled a must-see. If it's uh, like 60 to 45, let's say, it's yellow. And if it's below that, it's red. So uh, we have a wheel of names that I forgot to fill out. Let's go. Let's go. No One wheel. moment. Wheelie. Okay, we're spinning. We're, we're spinning. spinning. We're, we're spinning. On it. Hey. And, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> what? You going first? No. Now it's... Uh, what? That was really strange. I think... You, you, it's you, Aiden. But now it's just like slowly spinning. So like it didn't stop. But it was definitely landing on you. And now it's just like not stopping. Anyways, okay. so it is you though. Okay, cool. Uh, hmm. I, I think I'm, I'm thinking 70s. Thinking 70s. That's where, that's where I'm uh, lying right now. Uh, I really don't know. I know that I f- remember seeing that critics liked this one a decent amount. 
Uh, but I don't really know. I don't really, really know, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> Stop stalling! <laughs> uh, I'm going to go 73. I'm going to go 73. 73? Okay. I should have clicked this earlier. <laughs> Peter, it's your turn! Um, okay. This is difficult, because... Uh... I think the lot of lot of people like this movie. Um, I remember it got a fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Um, that it did. You got you got seventy three. Sure did. Low, I think it's We're a little really lower. taking their time on this I think one. It's a little lower. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll guess. I'll guess seventy. Okay. Okay. Mm. You're gonna. Sp- Blit us down the middle like you have a sword. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. You guys have made my life tough. Hey, are you okay? I... Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, did, did, I you, didn't... did you chuck, chuck a can of Red Bull before this or something? Nope. Both of you are being really weird today. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to just go with what I was guessing, which is 75. I think okay. that's where it's going to land. That doesn't necessarily sure. reflect how I feel about Ooh, this movie. That puts me in a good position. It does. I know. I'm not playing the game. I don't. I. I that protects I play, me. I play to win. I don't play to guess what I. I and I do what, both. You know. You do. You do. Motherfucker! I'm gonna have to do the Roman numerals, aren't I? <laughs> Metacritic, if you're listening, I hate you because they're very specific about their search bar. There we go. Okay. Interesting. I think. Uh. If I recall correctly, Aiden wins uh, okay. on the money. 73 was the Holy exact shit. correct score. That's two in a row, right? I'm so good. That's two for two. Um, and I think that means I'm next and Peter loses by one. I think you were one further away than I was. Um, but uh, first off, Aiden, what did you think about this movie? Non-spoilers. Yeah, uh, I liked it. Liked it a lot, actually. Uh, I had a good time watching it. 73 is like, r- that's right around where I'd put this movie. Um, I think I'd give it about three. I haven't rated it on Letterboxd yet, but I think I'd give it about three and a half stars. Uh, and that's just like from an enjoyment thing for the most part. Like I just, you know, when, what is like the contract of a Creed movie? And it's that you want to see some fun boxing and you want to see pa pa pa, And you want to be brought up and have your emotions like sensationalized and everything. And then you want to, you want that all to come through in a big fight. And for me, this movie like delivered pretty well on that. Uh, I like the fight. I like that. It's definitely a different, definitely a different directorial approach than the first Creed movie. And I don't think it's, it, it's not quite as polished. It's not as good as Ryan Coogler's, but I actually think this is a pretty good debut in a lot of ways for uh, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, there are weird little things that I think are weird. I have some problems with the script that are, don't really subtract from my enjoyment of it too much, but they're just little things that I think are strange. Um, the I think the movie cuts away from certain scenes at weird times, like just kind of the development of the conflict is a little off to me. There's a little bit, I find that after like kind of the midpoint fight, there's a bit of the plots a little weird. Um, and then there are just some like little directorial things that it's like, okay, this feels awkward to me. Um, but other than that, like I, I genuinely like this movie quite a bit um yeah three and a half stars i think people could have a good time watching this i'd recommend it cool uh as the next closest in guessing the score i will go next 
Um, this is gonna be a hot take for me. Um, I didn't like this movie very much uh, at all. I don't know if it was the theater experience. I wasn't even in like an empty theater. There was quite a few other people there. Um, but I just felt that there was just like, like this movie was completely lacking in energy for me. Um, I think I think it hurts that the opening like 45 minutes to an hour is just so painfully slow. Um, I think that this movie is just kind of like written in such a way where there's not a lot of conflict and characters just don't have flaws. So there's not like anything for me to like latch on to. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I think the, the visual direction was very interesting by Michael B. Jordan, but I think as far as like directing actors goes, I think that was really lacking for me. I just found like every scene like needed something. There needed to be some kind of like intensity and there just never was. It felt like the whole movie was like, just, I like when I say quiet, I don't mean the fact that like a lot of it is just like sign language. I do mean like, like nothing was happening. Um, what else can I say? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. This movie was kind of underwhelming for me, uh, especially after I, I heard such fantastic things. This felt very much the sequel to Creed 2, which is not a good thing. Um, it's just another one of the long line of underwhelming Rocky sequels. Um, not, not, not for me. Uh, I haven't ranked it on Letterboxd either, but I'm thinking probably like a three. I don't think I'll insult it with a two and a half, but like that's kind of where my head's at. Sure. Um, I personally would not recommend people go see this, but I mean, a bunch of people already saw it. So like we're kind of late to this conversation. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I, I land on this movie. So uh, Peter, what did you think? So I saw this movie a while back now. I think it's three, three weeks ago, probably middle of the... Uh middle of march is when i saw it like about and when it came out yeah yeah right. i think it's right after it came out to be honest uh and i would not recommend this movie i completely agree with alex i think this movie is lacking in so many regards and now that i've seen the first creed movie the contrast is there and it's not great <laughs> for this movie um, the contrast is there <laughs> and uh, i think it's just the emotional storyline is completely missing from this film. Um, like, like, I think what's great about Creed is that it makes you think about boxers as humans and makes you think about them outside the ring as much as the inside the ring. So it delivers really great in-the-ring action sequences just as well as how characters deal with their uh, trauma, deal with their internal conflict outside of the ring, which I think it's such a great... Uh, such a great thing to have to sort of relate to boxers not just as superheroes that you see in the ring but as real people and i think this movie didn't do any of that there is like there's a minimum character journey for our main character creed and um, damien and creed's conflict felt like it's set up and hyped up so much throughout the movie and just did not get a satisfying ending in my opinion um so i rated it three out of five on letterbox and i agree i don't think uh you should go see this i think like if you're a fan of the previous creed movies like the boxing scenes are still there like the punches feel real the punches feel powerful physical 
uh, if anything, like the, the, the action sequences have improved, but since the majority of the movie takes place outside the ring, the overall movie is a downgrade compared to the first Creed one. I have not seen Creed 2, though. So You think the action sequences are better in this one than the first yeah, Creed? Yeah, I felt like the, the punches, like the way the... It might just be because I watched it in a theater. Like, sure. the punches felt more physical compared to the first one. Um, I... I disagree with that. I actually, I love the the fights in the first one. I, yeah, I think that too. this, I actually like them in this movie, but I think they're a bit of a step down from the first yeah, movie. Yeah. I think this movie, uh, like atmosphere has always been there for Creed, but uh, like the punches, I, I don't, it might just be the way the theater experience drives the sound. Sure. So um, it, it might just be louder <laughs> compared yeah. to watching a movie at home, but uh, the, the yeah. punches felt more real to me. I think also, like, I think we have a, we have space to talk about Creed uh, in our Predators pick. So we can, we can do a Creed love fest. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Um, but uh, right now we have a spoiler warning. Yes. Pew, 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 pew. Wee woo, wee woo. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's pew, 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 Yeah. Wait, what is Oh, that? that reminds me, dude, that reminds me one of the things I loved with the first Creed so much is how they had yeah. that musical motif, but it wasn't, like, overbearing, and it's, mm-hmm. oh my god. Dude, the first Creed is so good. It's so good. <laughs> is Anyways, that the Creed theme? No, it's, it's the, the Rocky, Rocky theme. theme. Oh. Bro, I haven't seen anything. I'm I'm now the resident Rocky, <laughs> like, master, because I've seen almost all of them. Yeah. I think I'm just missing on two now. I, I haven't seen Rocky five or six. And I will never watch five because I've heard it's. Is six the one that's called Rocky Balboa? It I think that's is. Okay. Rocky yeah. Rocky. yeah. Also, I learned today because I looked it up. The Stitch character, the guy who's like the the doctor, the old guy, yeah, the old guy. Yeah. That was his first movie. Is Rocky Balboa? Because I was like, right. I've seen this guy oh, like right. in every movie, and he just does nothing. And so I was like, <laughs> How long has he been around? Just being like, Yeah, <laughs> bro, great. someone needs to be there to stitch up the yeah. champ. You know what Someone's I mean? Someone's got to do. He's a real guy. Not only is he a real person, but also he's a real like boxing figure. So he's not oh. an actor. He's oh, that's like, crazy. That's what he does. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not sure if he. Sorry, I'm not sure if he is a stitch in real life or if he's a boxer. But like he's in that world for sure. Theater, as a loser of Pride Critic, you are doing these. I got you, man. You have two minutes. Are you ready? Let's get it. Okay. Here we go. So I will we... do this in chronological order instead of the. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. As we were all hoping for. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, three, two, one, go. So when Cree was a kid, he was in foster homes and he had this friend named uh, named Damien. And they were he was sort of like Damien's water boy. He was like there to cheer Damien on. But then uh they bumped into like a care home bully that used to uh be around Creed, and then Creed lost his temper and beat him up. And then during the fight, obviously, like, the care home guy had his friends uh, uh, beating up Creed. Uh, Damien put on a gun and got arrested, and it was put away for a very long time. And he finally returns in this movie after uh, Creed announced his retirement after winning, like, another tournament. So uh, he, he, uh, he and Creed caught up, and then Creed sort of introduces him to the gym. Uh, he's in the gym training and then decided to participate in a fight then like it's obvious from the get-go that he fights dirty he fights hard but he is sort of like a good boxer um and then he actually sort of uh uh 
uh, injures a, a a boxer that's supposed to fight one of Creed's uh, one of Creed's gym's next boxer, next up and coming boxer, and so he disrupts that fight and puts him on the spot to fight the next up and coming boxer instead and wins that fight and then calls out Creed to challenge him for the title. Uh, and then Creed and him fights and then uh, is looking uh, is looking dicey for Creed, but then Creed obviously comes back and knocks out uh, Damien. And then they make up in the locker room, and then the movie ends. I think that's about yeah. it. I mean, I guess I cut the family plot, which is uh, the the mom. The mom uh, has been suffering uh, strokes, and uh, and also and eventually uh, she died because of the stroke, and also because um, uh, there's also this side plot about her hiding Damien's letter to Creed all these years, and. Uh, Eventually, when Creed confronted her, they were both very upset, and then she died shortly after that confrontation. Yeah. Good job. I think that I think it like covered mostly the most normal it. synopsis where we actually yeah. did it, and you had yeah. good timing for that. Yeah. yeah. Um. One clarification is, mm. uh, the person they were beating up was like the dad of the care home, like the the adult who was yeah. like who not who owned them who like like was taking supposed to be taking care of them but he was like abusive and they no longer lived at that group home but when donnie saw him as a child he beat him up so that was yeah was that uh anything else from you damien doesn't call uh michael b jordan no michael b jordan goes on a show and then calls him out no i thought damien it was okay i do want to talk about let's called Someone yeah. called, and then yeah, I forgot. Let's what let's talk about that. Okay. Those two scenes, I was like, they're doing the same thing, yeah. like yeah. back to back. It's one scene where he decides he's going to fight Dame, mm-hmm. and then he goes on a talk show, just to like. It seems like he's just like putting out fires, and has no intention of doing anything. Yeah. And Dame calls the show and like goads him into challenging him to a fight. Yeah. which is something Donnie was already going to do. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I've seen this already. Like, yeah, I know that's you're fighting scene. him. And I mean, we're, we're kind of jumping ahead. I don't know if we want to hop in already, but I have a point that is like exactly regarding that. So like, I don't know if, do we want to just like hop into it? Sure. Let's just hop into it. Hop. Sure. We're here. Let's go. Hey, uh, yeah. So that's, that's my point about uh, Creed's inaction. And it basically like that comes from, we have this fight that's like somewhat around like the midpoint of the movie. And that's, it's between um, Damien and uh, Felix. Uh, and Felix. Yeah. Damien and Felix uh, and Damien wins. And between that moment and like act three, when uh, like Rocky, not Rocky Creed is taking like the biggest action in that he has to defeat, um, he has to defeat Dame. Like nothing happens. Like nothing happens between those two moments because it's like, the writers like didn't come up with anything that could happen like this. It's just like a bunch of bad things. Like mom dies problem with marriage. Uh, uh, call out, go and talk to Dame. Dame is mean. Go on show. Dame is mean. Okay. We're fighting. Like it just, it feels like what I mean is like Cree doesn't take any action. He just jumps between, okay, I went to go talk to him there's nothing I can do now. I've got to fight him. And like, they just, they just jump right up into that. And to the point where it's like, yeah, the, the script is just set up in such a way that it took so long for us to get to the turn where Creed has to commit to solving the problem of getting rid of 
of Dame and like putting Dame in his place that like the it's in a really awkward position when that finally happens. I think that should have come much earlier. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think this movie is just as a whole allergic to conflict and as I I might have mentioned this, but like I feel like they they don't want Adonis to have character flaws in this one for some reason, which is very strange given Creed one his character flaws are like front and center. Um I I do find that like yeah, like he's just he doesn't do anything in this movie, Donnie. That is. Um I found that like like a lot of his plot is just not talking about what happened. Mm-hmm. And I mean I mean part of part of his journey is that like there's these letters that uh Dame had sent to Donnie when he was in jail and the mom had hid them and never gave them to Donnie. And that is held against Donnie as if that was his fault, which is silly because clearly that was that it, I I know like he, he did still abandon Dame, but I think that specific point is kind of silly because later uh, Dame, like after, after Donnie realizes this is what happened, Dame confronts him about it. He says, you never responded to my letters. And Donnie says nothing. And it's it's one of those opportunities. Yeah, that where was a could... Spider Man. That was a Spider Man two moment where all yeah. where uh, where Spider Man just has to say, "No, Harry, I didn't kill your dad. He ki- tried to kill himself, and then he he tried to kill me, and he accidentally killed himself." And then he's like, "Doesn't say that." That was frustrating. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's it's lazy writing where it's like conflict is built upon misunderstandings, and it's like, and when you have opportunities for characters to like clear up misunderstandings and just not doing it is very lazy. And even then, like if, if this is the story you want to do, I think there is character uh, traits that they each have where even if the truth was revealed, they might not forgive him anyways. Yeah. So it would not have been the worst thing for Donnie to be like, no, I didn't get your letters because my mom kept them. Dame is probably so angry just from like years of resentment that he might be like blinded by the rage and not listen. So yeah. I just, uh, that was a silly moment for me, but uh, there, Peter, there's some things I want to say, but I won't jump the line. I'll, but honestly, like, and also the other part is I really thought this won't just be a one and done. It's like one fight. And then the conflict is resolved. Like, I think the conflict got resolved way too quickly and way too easily between uh, mm-hmm. Adonis and Damien. Uh, like the, it was set up to be like, okay, we can't re- reconcile our differences through talking or like, you know, other means. So we have to fight each other. But like, I don't really see like, uh, like they didn't really sell me that story. You know what I mean? Um, sure. Like, like, sure. Like they're, they're both very hot tempered guys. And like, and you don't really see Damien's struggle. He really just showed mm-hmm. up and then found success. And then it's like, yo, you owe me all of this. This should be mine. And like, I don't really see like if like there's something about like Damien opened up about his past. You know, it's like about like he only just talks about yo. Like, there's nothing in the prison cell. I still kept grinding. I still kept in shape. Like that's so simple. That is, I want to see the struggles that he's been through. I want to see why he's so angry. Why he wants to fight the world to make the story more convincing and to sort of build up the conflict between him and Adonis. 
that's what I, I want to see. It looks like Aiden's going to disagree, but I actually do agree with Peter. Yeah. Uh, this yeah, this ties this ties into my point that we can we'll, we'll jump back to the writing if we want, but um, I found that this movie was just severely lacking in Damien's side of things. I think that this movie could have taken a page out of Rocky Three, funny enough, where new opponent shows up, Clubber Lang, played by uh, Mr. T, and he is presented as the new underdog. He is like Rocky was all those years ago, and he shows he kind of upsets the balance because he says like, you know, uh, the the main character in this case it's Creed has gotten soft because he's living this like wealthy life, and you don't know how hard it was in jail and stuff like that. So I do think that like that perspective from Dame would have been really beneficial to kind of understand why he operates the way he does. Like, yeah, the, the struggle of like, this is what he, he feels like he was owed something. And I never felt like emotionally compelled by what he was saying. I was kind of always on the outside of Dame and that, I found weakened him as a villain for me as an antagonist because I did not I didn't fully understand or empathize with where he was coming from. And then the other thing I would say is like like Rocky uh, sorry Creed 1 and 2 is sort of like Creed proving himself and like solidifying his name in the boxing world and then like what do you do? Like how do you show like the vulnerability of these boxing boxing champs? Like how easily they can be taken down? I think that's something that I'm actually looking for in this film that I didn't really find. It's really just like, they're like, oh, he's out here to take your name from you. He's like, okay, I'll just challenge him and beat him. So it's like, they're like I really like like the world building that they have. So it's like in one and two, where it's like boxing is not just boxing. There's sort of like a financial aspect. Like you put fights of big names against each other because there's financial things going around in the background. And I don't really see a lot of that in this film. Like um, where I want to see how vulnerable a champ can be, because that—that's really what uh, what Creed went through in the first one, uh, first and second movie. But yeah, yeah, I'll respond to it. I disagree with a lot of what you guys just said. I think like <laughs> like there were a couple times where you guys said like, yeah, I didn't see this thing, and there's like a specific scene where that literally happens. Like mm-hmm. the thing you said where it's like, oh, like we didn't see the side of it where like they're trying to sell the fight and they're trying to spin it. There's a scene where they no, no, describe agree, it and they're like, yeah. Yes. And it's like, that, that you, you, yeah. Can, you can say it's a bit of a stretch, sure, but it's a stretch at all of them. Like no, in, Creed, it, in Creed 1, it's a stretch yeah. that they would put him again, that Creed would fight this fight. Like, like may, sure, I like know, there's I enough know. there that you're like, okay, but yeah. Um, sorry, do you have anything like within that? Like, Yeah, I agree. And I think like what I'm referring to mostly, it's about like, like, literally, if you're a boxing champion, if you got knocked out, it doesn't matter what your record is. Like, the title passes on to the next person. I want to see, like, how fragile or, like, vulnerable the champions are and also, like, how much they need to work to sort of defend that. Um, but I, I agree, though. Like, they definitely show, like, the, the, the how they're trying to spin it, how they're trying to make it, yeah. make Damien, who's literally a nobody, a narrative for him so that he can participate in this fight and also generate money right so i agree i yeah. i do agree that it it would have been interesting if they leaned a bit into like does michael b jordan feel a little bit of like fragility around like like does he have to prove himself again and it's like exactly. there's a little bit of that Agreed. sprinkled yeah. there's a bit little bit of that sprinkled in the movie particularly with the arc of like of like tessa thompson's character actually where it's like 
she's locked out of her kingdom and like how does that affect her and i feel like they were trying to set up for an idea where she and Ra- she and creed relate on that level but i didn't really come through i will say i really disagree that so okay alex you were saying that dame you don't feel like his motivation is not his motivation but you don't feel like there's enough there fleshed out to yeah i can i can really specify what i mean i know why dame is doing what he's doing sure like from a my intellectual understanding of it is there it's in the movie it's explained there are scenes it's the emotional investment that didn't work for me i never felt that push and pull on that level i do think that the movie explains away why you know he says you are living my life but i think it's the images we see is where it was lacking it was uh, if I were doing this, I would have shown X, Y, Z to kind of like convey that emotional sense of it. I do think like, okay, no, there. Peter, I, no. I, I have to keep going though. I have to keep going, Peter. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like what, what would you, sh- would you have shown him in prison? Like, yeah, for one. Yeah. I don't know that that's necessary. I actually, one of the scenes I really like is when he goes home to his apartment. I like it's that like, too. And it's a shitty apartment and he has to like put, he has to wash his socks on his, on mm-hmm. his hands and stuff like, like, cause it really is like, that's all he has. And he is completely consumed by it. I, I felt that come through. And I think it is scenes like that in particular. It's how he can't really talk about anything else. He can't really focus on anything else. Like, yeah, I personally did really feel that. Um, one thing that I think would have helped, and this is kind of, we're kind of jumping around our points here, is that like there is no good reason that they don't show the whole flashback in the beginning. The yeah, point we cut, the point we cut away from is so random. It's like the point we cut away from is like from what we've seen, we would have guessed that what happened is what happened. It's but also we didn't the trailer, right? We know, but, we know the whole time. But even ignoring the trailer, like you we saw the gun and we saw the fight and we know one of them went to jail and one of them didn't so it's like he pulled a gun on him that's what happened but it's and it's but what's important is that we needed to see that michael b jordan ran away mm-hmm. we needed to see that that happened that's a really important detail there's a line later in the movie where dame says to him oh run away like you always do and we haven't seen that he ran away yet and so it's like it's like what is what are you talking about and then it's like a couple scenes later where we see the flashback and the well i will add the very sick shot where it's like the wide angle and the long shadow and he's running away i think that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That was nice. um, um dude it's almost like uh the beginning of ant-man and the wasp quantum mania where they showed half the flashback yeah <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah no i i completely agree like i think the it's like making a secret for no reason whereas yeah. <laughs> if you had just told us like it it infers what happens in later scenes it's it's that background information that you need to know that changes what a scene means and by yes. taking it away the scenes in like act two mean less because yes. like like Aiden said that example was perfect there he says you know run away and we don't know that yet though and when it comes back and it's like, it's just so random. If, if there's a scene yeah. where he needs to like confess what happened, if we knew what had happened already, 
that yeah. scene still works because he's it works better. He's confessing. Yes, it does work better. Yeah. He's he's actually confessing it now, and it's it's the idea that it weighs on him. It doesn't. We can't empathize with that situation because it's not weighing on us. Yeah. We don't know right. the information. Yes. We're on the outside, and it only works if something is weighing on a character. We need to be in on that, or or it doesn't sell. I also feel like it's just like they've set up this conflict as sort of like the reason Creed is coming out of retirement. It's sort of like uh, because of something in the past that's haunting him, he feels like there is a need for him to come out. And I and I really don't feel like it's really just like uh, Damien's Damien fought his boy and his boy lost, and then he sort of like called him out repeatedly, made him very angry, and then he felt a reason to come out. Um, like, I feel like if that's fleshed out a little bit more, that would be amazing. So, like, how that is affecting him in his personal life, how that's affecting him mentally, you know, um, to see, to give him the valid reason to come out of retirement. Because he really does have no reason. He's successful. He doesn't need to risk his career and his title. Um, so, he needs a really good reason to come out. And I feel like I, the movie didn't give one. So I will say the movie, I do agree with that. I think the movie is trying to give a reason. And that's trying to say, like, People are people around here are saying like, oh, uh, Creed is washed, like whatever. Exactly. It's like yeah. we didn't see that. We don't know that's happening. Mm-hmm. You're just telling <laughs> us that's happening, but like yeah. whatever. Like so, I I honestly think a lot of these movies' problems are solved is if you just like you take the first forty minutes or so and you make that twenty minutes and yeah. everything that happened like is just pulled back in the timeline and happens earlier. And that way, like I think. Uh, Dame needs to be established as definitively the villain earlier. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, yeah. Michael B. Jordan needs to uh, commit to like getting back in the ring, or like that has to be his central internal conflict. Whereas what it currently is is just an inability. He doesn't want to fight. So here's the other thing I'll say: was you guys are saying he doesn't have much internal conflict. He doesn't want to fight Dame because he doesn't want to address the past, and by fighting Dame, that's what he's doing. And so, like, mm. like that's that's I I thought that that actually was a really interesting idea, and I think that that's a good thing to keep in there. But like, and so like, it's not until he can open up to his wife that he can even like he can even begin to actually fight the demons of his past, and like literally, like that's what it is. I think. No, that's an interesting um, angle. Yeah. But I okay. I also want to jump really quickly back to the flashback thing. It reminded me a lot of another Michael B. Jordan movie, the first Black Panther movie which is the same thing. It opens on a flashback yeah. And, yeah. And, and we don't, and we don't see the most important bit of information in the flashback. Like black mm-hmm. Panther one is such a better movie. If we see that T'Chaka killed his brother in the beginning, it's a better that's movie. Debatable. That's debatable. Be, no, that I think that's hundred no, percent true because that movie, like, cause then we go through that whole movie, which is a lot of it is about like, Oh, he was this great man. And like, Oh, like a lot of it is about um, Black Panther having to like deal with the fact that this legacy, this thing he upholded, is actually like somewhat tainted or whatever, and like mm-hmm. we have to carry that with us. And but this, no, 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 and in this movie, it's the it's a similar thing. Whereas if we see that this guy who we know to be this fighter and this warrior was once someone who ran then we also, we make the connection in our heads that like, what if the guy who runs away is still within him? Like we have, we just do have that in our mind because we see that first. It's just like a connection thing. Not only that, the Black Panther scene also like ends 
randomly like the scene cuts away at the most random part yeah. so like that parallel is actually very smart i watched a youtube video not too long ago that w- was examining this as a wider marvel problem they do this all the time so their example was actually shang chi um there's the secret that shang chi did dirty like shit for his dad like and like yeah. killed people and that's a secret that's weighing on him and we don't reveal that until way too uh, far along and it's always it's always at the same spot i think it's like yeah. the uh just going into the third act kind of zone um and so it's it's kind of like a, a flaw of like modern blockbusters these days it's just they keep doing it and it never works yeah well i think like honestly the black panther one i thought it worked for me personally like finding out this information as the character finds out i think that's cool but I do agree, though, like a lot of block- blockbusters sort of have this sort of uh, lack of information for the audience to use that as like a big reveal. I don't like it when character knows about it and you don't know about it and then they make a big deal out of it. You yeah. know, I think that's really bad. It's literally like, OK, it's literally we're hiding information from the audience and use this like, oh, surprise. Guess what they did in their past type of thing, you know, Uh but I thought Black Panther one was fine. You know, I'm I'm uh, open to see like how it works if you know it didn't do that. But like to me personally, it was fine when I watched it. Yeah. Okay, we need to choose a new point. Um, why don't we? Are we? Do we get all the points about uh, writing and stuff like that? Is there anything else we wanted to uh, discuss? Um, I yeah. I want to quickly say that there are, there are other scenes that also cut away very randomly. Um, there's one, namely when Dame first comes to the gym and he first gets an opportunity to spar uh, Felix, I think, and they go in. They're about to fight. Cut away. <laughs> it's like. Well, what what ha- what happened like like it's it's pretty important to know what is dame at a point where he realistically can fight like it, is he contending with this guy that's important to know it's important to see like how people reacted to that it's important to see like how dame took away from that like it's important to see how creed would react in whatever situation and we just like know we just like kind of learn about it after the fact later um and that's really weird they're like there are other scenes like that specifically in the beginning that cut away before i feel like they get to the main point and then we kind of have the main point of the scene explained to us later and it's like oh okay that's what that was yeah, that's. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, I don't remember it much. It does happen. If that happened, that's a big I problem. believe you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to bring up something else, though. I think uh, Creed won the battle too easily. Like, I would love to see. Uh, like, when, I, when, when they were in the big third act fight, I was totally thinking that, oh, Creed is going to fall in this one. Like, Creed's going to get knocked down. And then we're going to see him. Like, I thought that's not it, you know? I didn't check the time, but <laughs> the fact that that was the ending of the movie is just such a letdown of the climax. Like, I would love to see what if Creed is beaten, you know? He's risked the legacy. He's risked it all. Uh, and he got beaten. Does How does he bounce back? You know, the fact that he's older, he's already retired, he's out of shape compared to Damien. How does he bounce back to an opponent like that? I think that would be a really interesting conflict. That we didn't really get to see, but uh, yeah, what do you guys think on that? I, I, you do bring up a good point. I think other Rocky films and like the better ones have made 
the fighting look a lot harder for the main character. So I think Creed 1 is a great example where it's like, oh, like Creed yeah. could get his shit rocked at any yeah. point. His or like, eye too. Like, oh my God. yeah, Rocky 1 is another good example where it's like, I don't know if he's going to make it. And then, you know, as they go along, it's like, no, I think he'd be, he'll be fine. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I do think like the third act uh, fight, I mean, I'm sure everyone is thinking about this does some very interesting visual things to kind Absolutely. of distinguish yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So we can, I think we should talk about that. Um, I mean, like while, while they're fighting at one point, um, the audience just kind of disappears and they're, they're just fighting each other solo. Um, and then like, kind of like weird stuff starts happening. So there's like, like jail bars yeah. kind of show up. Uh, it's like a dream sequence kind of thing ish. Um, and then at one point, like po- police lights are kind of in the the arena, and then also, I'm still trying to figure out what that was, but like like a pillowcase, just something that is reminiscent of their time in the group home and yeah. getting beat on by their um, abusive guardian. So I think that was re- uh, pretty neat. It was like, <laughs> well, like yeah. Yeah, it's like a mental and a physical battle. Yeah, and I don't think they've done that in the Rocky franchise before, so that was kind of interesting. I I thought that was interesting too, and I also, I really liked how, I really, really liked how when it cuts away, we're in round 12. Like, Mm. that's like a nice detail. that Like, the idea that, like, it's just been this constant, like, trading of blows, and this idea, like, yeah, like, the whole fight has gone like this, and I I think that's really interesting. Um, I kind of do agree with Peter, though, that, like, I think the fight is missing a beat where like Michael B. Jordan is Creed is like almost going to lose like super, super close to losing. And then he comes back. Like it's just, I was also waiting for that. And when he hits the final punch, it's like, okay, but he wasn't. And then like, he's like, not, not that he's, he's not <laughs> yeah. that scathed. Like, yeah. like you were saying, like in the first Creed, it's like, it feels like he's going to die. <laughs> like, like he gets yeah. so bad. He gets so badly beaten up that it's, it's actually crazy. And so does the other guy. So does the guy he's fighting. Mm. Um, whereas they, they're both like kind of fine after. And then even <laughs> after the fight, he's just like running around in the ring with, with his daughter. And it's like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Like I would have liked for that to be a little bit harder for you. Yeah. And also that's why I was saying like this movie felt like a superhero movie. Like, you know, Creed's not going to lose as soon yeah. as like he stepped in a ring like that. And, and like, that just takes like, that's one of the reasons I think Creed one is so great. It's like, Okay, you have this rookie literally been pro, been to one pro fight, and he's taking on this like massive challenger. The only reason he's there is because they think he's a for sure like an easy win. How is he gonna prove himself? Is he gonna win? You know, and then eventually coming to this result where it's like if he had ten more seconds, he probably could have won the fight. But you know, eventually he lost because on points, uh, the uh, the pretty guy did better. You know, Ricky P- Pretty, I think that's his name is. Ricky Collin. Ricky Collin. <laughs> uh, like, I like that. Like, we are not supposed to know the results of these fights. Like, like it, the whole, like, the one thing that's missing in this movie is the suspense. Like, will Creed win? Like, is he gonna, is sure. he gonna defeat Damien? And like, I felt like that's missing in the third act fight. I did not feel, I, I just like, oh, when it went in there, I was like, okay, he is probably gonna win. <laughs> no way Creed loses. this. Um, and, uh, missing a lot of excitement because of that yeah um here's a question just i don't know i'm just thinking about this randomly like yeah should creed have won i don't know like, i think 
I wanted Creed to win. Like I, I think yeah, that's no, fine. I, mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I think I think it it actually like again. I think there actually is an important plot point or a, an interesting plot point there where Dame can't listen to him. Dame is so consumed by yeah. wanting to fight the world, and he's so angry at everything. Like this concept of this like it's like a thematic idea of how do you solve a problem like how how do you solve interpersonal conflict um like when when do you use different methods what's the difference between fighting and violence like there actually are interesting ideas that just aren't teased out enough in this mm-hmm. and so i think the idea of like of creed beating him and now they're able to be like leveled like is actually an interesting idea and i just don't know i'm trying to think like I just don't know how the movie concludes in such a way that because the movie has to conclude with either Dame changing or Creed realizing he can't change like that. it ha- Like those mm. are the only two things I can really see. Yeah. And it's like, I I guess if Dame wins, then it's the latter. But I just don't see that being like, I don't know, maybe, maybe you spin the plot so that like Creed realizes like, oh, I retired for a reason and I don't want to do this. And his arc is about finding life elsewhere. But I just feel like that's not as satisfying. Like, I think you you want him to be the fighter. So I feel like he does have to win. They just need to set it up more. And I would love, like, the the reason why I think Creed should have fallen down at least once, you know, it would would be absolutely fair. It's like Creed falling down once and then they challenge Damien to a fight again. Uh, And then he wins that one. I think that would be a great way to yeah. resolve that conflict it's like because i really want him want creed to sort of reflect on it's like why did i get back to, to into this ring in the first place you know is it worth for me to challenge yeah. my legacy you know yeah so i think that's missing so no i agree with you i i think they should have had a fight earlier in the movie I th- and yeah. that's what i mean Agreed. where it's like that's, yeah the the and that's what i mean it goes into the thing i was already saying where like the dame felix fight needs to be earlier so that we can have a dame creed fight Made that fight. doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to be on like the big stage but it has to be like public enough that a sparring the, match the, right like, and so like, like something like that yeah and so and that also lets us believe oh he could lose like that's that's another thing that's really important and it it makes him like question why he's doing it like it, it's 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 literally like a writing thing where it's like you go into the belly of the beast and in some way you like metaphorically die and then have to be reborn in order to solve the problem like and that doesn't happen in this movie because creed doesn't really do that much until until he decides to fight which is very late yeah um, yeah creed doesn't so, yeah, seem vulnerable you know like he's like yeah. untouchable right i agree yeah i think like like a sparring match would have been fine but I think the point needs to come across like, like he's dealing with anger management like a little bit, right? Like I think I think it's also reflected in the story, like where Amara's arc, if you could call it even that, because it's literally one instance of her being violent. But like her violence is also like lashing out in anger, and I feel like there was never a point where Adonis got to like really lash out he does when he's talking with um bianca i suppose but yeah. i felt like like he should have like tried to fight oh. um dame like and just then lash out random. and he loses it he loses because he loses control yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, you're right like no, at the great, beach at the beach it's yeah. perfectly set up for that 
and he just gets socked and then doesn't do anything. He's just like, okay. He even, like, away. Yeah, he yeah. even punches another guy. <laughs> like, he knocks out the first guy, which is assault, right? Like, I think. And, like, just punches <laughs> this guy. And then doesn't fight Dame, which is just is really random to me. And I didn't understand what that scene was, like, why they didn't do that. That's weird. a really weird scene. Yeah, that's also a scene where, like, the again well we can get into this later but like it's there's a blocking thing that's weird where it's like he goes up walks away goes back to the same spot walks away and like the character is like like they, they don't really shift like it's just like character a is standing still character b enters the scene back and forth character b leaves and it's just it's just a little weird like i feel like a scene like that needs to be just needs to be different and then oh and then he stays on the ground for so long like Creed doesn't stand for so long After he's and punched, yeah, yeah, and it like there, yeah, we can, we'll get into the blocking, but yeah, there are a lot of scenes like that where I'm like, that's a little off. Yeah, no, let's let's talk about that. So Michael B. Jordan is coming to this movie as a first time director, um, and I think he really tries to prove himself with the visuals, um, and he's there's lots of like the anime influence, and I think we can maybe sidetrack that for now, and we can get into that. Yeah. But I do think where he needs the most work at this point is with working with actors. I, I do find that like it could be a case of blo- like blocking. I think blocking plays a, a large part in it. But I do find that a huge portion of the scenes of this movie are just like lacking in energy. I found that characters were just kind of like like it felt more like muted, almost like like a different style of filmmaking kind of um not not transcendental but like you know like like that's an extreme version of it yeah yeah yeah. transcendental is like paul schrader so a movie where people react to things by literally doing like their faces don't actually react so like like getting towards that where yeah i just found like scenes were like boring but you were talking about the characters right not the environment what are you um yeah like i don't think i had a problem with like where the scenes were set it was more like you know characters are talking and the energy of a scene needs to build mm-hmm. and yeah. i felt that most scenes did not do that they all sure. just kind of plateaued and never you know when when i say energy that's like volume that's physical actions that's emotions and i never i felt like most scenes did not get like an emotional rise out of oh, me or yeah. the characters mm-hmm. sure um yeah just kind of rambling at this point <laughs> no i i i genuinely agree with that i don't know if i define it as energy more or less i think i just think a lot of the characters feel unmotivated in the scenes and i actually think i think creed in particular like one of the things that i was let down by were i think michael b jordan was struggling to divide between acting and directing a little bit here because there yeah. are a lot of scenes where like he is not performing super well and his character feels very unmotivated in the scene. Like, and there are a lot of scenes where characters are just saying things and it feels, it feels like no one put any subtext under what they're saying. Like they're just, especially the scene where like uh, it's uh, Creed, the mom and Bianca and they're sitting on the couch near the beginning. And there's the first part of that scene. They're just kind of saying things to each other. And it feels like they're just saying things until we can get to the point of the scene until like, um, instead of like you said, building up the energy, like 
coming into the scene where each character has a motivation and a goal and Mm -hmm. those goals are clashing and because of it it leads to this break like every scene like a perfect scene should follow the structure of like a whole movie right in terms of like there should be a catalyst a moment of commitment there should be like the the biggest action and a climax in every scene and a lot of the scenes are just like that happened and i i I don't think it does the movie much favors i agree with you i think like the scene that i think of is when jonathan majors shows up to their house and like the two scenes like one where he meets amara and one where they're just sitting on the couch at the fireplace like like nothing happens they're just like oh do you want to go to the listening party for my new album release and he's like yeah sure yeah okay that was it no more nothing else other than that um but uh what else can we say um i think um yeah you go what were you say <laughs> i was gonna move on to visuals like unless you have something for uh oh yeah we can we can talk about that visual specifically i think it's not just visuals though like the fight choreo is very good and obviously you have obviously you have a fight choreographer but like mm-hmm. it's not fair to discredit the director here too like clearly a lot of a work and thought put into how the camera is working with the actors specifically in the fight scenes um and i i really liked it i don't think it's as good as creed one i think creed one is like very very good and i think this is just good yeah i agree with that i think i think john uh wrong guy i think michael b jordan is trying to do a lot of new things for the boxing yeah. scenes um having seen so many of these rocky movies now i i can be like Oh, that's new. The way I think it was more handheld this time, and definitely more know. like, or I don't know how to explain it. Like Creed, Creed, I know what you mean. Like Creed One is, it feels like the camera reacts in a more like instant and like fast way. Like the camera will like like ju- jump in instead of like we get very close for sure. Like the proximity yeah. to characters is much closer. I think it's also um, like. I think the camera reacts harder to punches, if that makes sense. And I, I think that's like that's a thing that's really interesting because Creed One is very freehand. It's very, very freehand. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this one is a bit different. It feels it feels like a, like heightened, like heightened freehand. And I don't know how to explain that. But yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree. Like it's there's more shake to it, I suppose. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, because you're right. I, I'm sure Creed is also using a lot of handheld shots, but um I mean, also like the one the, the the shots that everybody thinks of are probably the the one wide two shot in the change room where they're looking at each other and there's the different yeah. color temperature. Like that was pretty sick. I I was, literally I said out loud. I said, "Oh, that's fun." <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. So like, yeah. I was like oh, there it is. Yeah. Um, and then, then of course there's like the anime inspired shots. So the the double the punch, punch is pretty awesome. Yeah. I love the um, double punch. Yeah. I think maybe even more than that, I liked the one. Um, where he gets punched in the stomach and the sweat flies off his back. Yeah. Like, I like that. That feels like an impact. That feels like, Oh, Oh, even better. I actually really like the fight at the beginning. Some of the stuff they do. So like where he's fighting again and like the, and he sees the back. It's like, it's like like the flash, like speed force. Like (laughs) like he's super speed. Boom. And you feel like the shock waves on his skin. I was like, whoa. It looks like, you you know, the guy, Richie Sherlock Holmes movies. 
Yes. It was a oh, little bit like that too. When it's, when it's where he's like he's like ran through the simulation and he said he's like ha ha. But I, th- I thought it was I really liked it. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. That man, those movies are a trip. The the Sherlock yeah. Holmes one where he's like, yeah. he's like doing math and he's like oh if he does this and this this is oh man Sherlock Holmes is always funny. Um, anything else for the directing, Peter? Do you have any thoughts? Honestly, like, <laughs> hey, dude, like, I have so much respect for people who act and direct at the same time, yeah. you know? I just think it's an incredible achievement that Michael B was able to do that. Probably, yeah, I, I do want to say, like, I'll, like, I don't think he's direct, I don't think he's done, like, a short, I don't think he's done anything before this, right? Yeah, I don't think so. So it's, like, it's pretty good for, like, for your first thing. Like, yeah. it, like I, I really, like, I don't, like, we've been ragging on it a little bit, but, like, honestly, I think it's pretty good. I have one thing that isn't really directing. It's just, like, it's sort of directing. And it's my thing on shallow focus where, so, like, they're shooting on anamorphic lenses for a lot of it, which means that things that are out of focus are generally going to be even more distorted than if it wasn't on an anamorphic lens. Like, it's going to be a little, even more. And they're using a super shallow focus, like the aperture is wide open. And because of that, like this might just be a pet peeve thing, but there are multiple scenes where they're talking and their eyes aren't in focus. There's particular Yes, yes, okay. So they're particularly the scene where Creed is talking to Bianca, his nose is in focus, but neither eye is. And it actually and I was like, damn, just yeah. turn, just like like crank the aperture down a little bit. And it's just like like because he's moving so much that it's like because i've literally i've literally had that same problem where it's like i've my aperture is too wide for the shot that i'm trying to do i mean it is a stylistic choice don't get me wrong it's not i just feel like it's not the right choice for for like scenes where they're having a conversation and we want to focus on the characters faces and it's not it's not supposed to have like a dreamlike quality to it i just feel like yeah, like I've literally I've made that same mistake where my aperture is too wide and like the character's eyes aren't in focus properly. And there's another one where him and Dame are talking in the diner in the beginning, and like yeah. the eye the eye that's closest to us isn't in focus, but the other one is. And it's like I noticed I noticed <laughs> the the biggest one that I noticed was uh, the fight with Felix. Actually, I noticed that Felix wasn't in focus when yeah. he was like in his corner and kind of going like whoa or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. I I was like why are you stop moving like he's <laughs> rocking back and forth so he's going in and out of the plane yeah. of focus i was like this is really annoying <laughs> like yeah. stay in your line uh no I, but that, I, I that was just that. a thing where i just feel like just deepen your focus a little bit or it was just yeah. it was a, it was a little wrong for me yeah um i mean this is kind of tied to directing one thing that i think is really strong about this franchise is the connection between uh creed and bianca at least at least yeah. for the first film that was when i yes. watched creed i was like i have never seen so much chemistry between two leads in like like i can't think of the last time i was like oh these people like actually love each other and i think there was one there was one scene where it was like they still got it like these guys still mm-hmm. got it and i think i think it's still like like it's hard when like the film is about them kind of fighting and you know like getting what is it at odds with each other um but like there was a good moment of really good chemistry early on where like she's working on her music and she's like oh you got blood on your shirt and he's like 
oh, you want me to take my shirt off? Okay. And a great scene. <laughs> I really like that scene a lot, actually. Yeah. So I, yeah. I agree with you. And I actually think it comes down to directing as well, where I think, I think it is the case of just like the director is not someone who is just standing by the side, like really thinking about like, okay, how exactly are the characters going to act here? Like if it, it feels like a case of, again, like Michael B. Jordan, like not being able to split acting and directing duties well enough to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not like bad. Like I don't, I, I, I believe they're a married couple the whole time. Um, mm-hmm, I also, absolutely. I also think that the scene where they're talking um, and it's shot through the mirror. Uh, it's like, oh, they yeah, just the out. that's actually, that's a pretty cool scene. And I actually think that the chemistry like works pretty well there. And I like the shots in that one too, how it's like, it shows him in and out of the reflect. The character's kind of sandwiched by the reflection of the other character, mm-hmm. which is fun. Yeah. I like that scene as well, but only for like the shots of it i did find that was one of the scenes that i was like there's clearly like an emotional climax that needs to happen and it doesn't happen sure i don't i don't know if you felt the same way but okay um why don't we talk about while we're on the subject of family uh we introduce not exactly a new character because she is born in the second movie but uh amara is pretty well a new character in this film um she is the daughter of creed and bianca and she is deaf and she is a very fun character she's she does kind of like disappear in the second half i found (laughs) she was just like gone and kind of like oh there she is in the background of a shot so i think that was i honestly wonder maybe they cut something because like that is the more i think of it like i was like she fully does not have an arc they have the start of an arc where she's like punching classmates you know, bad thing that's yeah. really interesting. They kind of do the next step where she's at the boxing uh, place that Michael B. Jordan owns, and he's like showing her the box, and then we lose her and she's gone. She, yeah, I, I feel like she she is like something that could like really be a catalyst for Creed to like reevaluate and like critically think yeah. about like how he handles his problems and stuff. Because like I actually think it's just straight up an interesting idea to explore because. Honestly, if I was her parent and I found out, like, yes, yeah, some asshole kid came up and ripped your painting for no reason, I would be like, "Yeah, punch her in the fucking face!" Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, like, because there is the level of like, she's probably never gonna do that to you again now that you've done that. So, like, like, and you can get into that idea of like, like, vi- of just violence and co- again, conflict resolution. No, I'm absolutely with you there, Aiden. I think there's so much, and it's a real shame they didn't dig this further. It's like, so, like, the way Creed treated his own legacy is, my dad is a fighter, and, like, it's in my blood. And then, sort of, the first movie is sort of him reconciling with his legacy. I'm, I'm, it's okay for me to take on this mantle. And then, uh, sort of, like, there's this whole part about the, 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 the stepmom, really, the Mary Ann, sort of taking... The sort of like uh, having a different look at uh, Creed's approach to boxing. Like originally she's like, you know, like I lost your father. I don't want to lose you. But then she sort of come around on that. And how would Creed now he is in this sort of parent position uh, face that challenge as a parent? Like, is he going to introduce his daughter into boxing? Is he okay if his daughter gets into boxing? Is he okay with like the things that come with boxing, you know? I think there's so much yeah. to be explored there and the movie didn't touch on any of that. Like the movie just set it up. It's like, yo, 
your daughter fights. It's like, what are you going to do about it? You know? So, yeah. I wish no, there was th- more there for sure. Yeah. And I think that actually also comes from the problem of the movie wastes a lot of time in the beginning. So they don't have much room to deal with this stuff like that in the second half. Cause like, they just have to like, they have to really get to things like after, after the Felix Dame fight, like they have to really get going to get us to the end. And yeah. so like they, they wind up not having time to do other things like that. The subtle character moments. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I feel like we didn't really talk about it, but like that first 45 minutes is just a pain to sit through they just have to i feel like they have to set up so much and it's i i I guess you did make the point was that like they need to establish a conflict and like an antagonist way earlier they're just kind of like friendly with um everybody's friends is something that i had a problem with like like characters that were antagonists like drago comes back and he's like hey we're all good and like like everybody is friendly with each other including the person who turns out to be the antagonist you know yeah, it is fast and furious. <laughs> yeah. um, trying to build a family. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I will say I I disagree that there's no conflict. I think that it's just like the transition between like the the establishment of the conflict is not great, but like there's clearly a conflict right away where Creed is put in a in a very awkward position because of Dame yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. Like that, there is a conflict, and I don't mind that as being the initial conflict of the movie. I think you just need to build on it faster. We spend yeah. so long where that's what the conflict is, where it's just that Dame is putting him in an awkward position because nobody wants Dame around because he's clearly a lunatic, and Michael B. Jordan feels uh, this like fealty towards him because of their past, and like, like that that's a good conflict. Like, there's nothing wrong with that at all. We just can't spend as much time without it really escalating. Like it's not, it's not really until the party where like Dame hires yeah. the hit on the guy where that really escalates, and that's too long. That should have been the start of Act Two. That should have been twenty five to thirty minutes in, I think. Sure. And I maybe even like like him finding out that it was him immediately or like much quicker. I feel like, yeah, it was just took too long. Yeah, but yeah, I I think there was conflict. Like I that was the thing I disagree with you where it's like. I do feel like Creed does have flaws that are somewhat clear. I feel like it's kind of similar to the first one where it's like his guilt where he's simultaneously carrying his past with him all the time and also unable to really address it. So it actually mm-hmm. did feel like in line for me. I I have, the, I have the same problem where it feels like that drops out in some parts of the movie where it doesn't feel like he's carrying it anymore. But I do yeah. think that like it's clear that that's what it is to me. Um, and also like, I don't know, I feel like there's also pretty clear marital problems between him and Bianca right from the get go. So I feel like for me, it's not a problem of there isn't conflict. It's just a problem of we stay in the same low level conflict for too long. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think you brought up a good point is like, I wasn't sure what Creed's deal was throughout the movie, like what his internal struggle is. Um, and I think what you said about it kind of like popping up here and there is kind of like maybe what was happening. So yeah. I, I don't think that it's consistent. I feel sure. like that it's lacking consistency for sure. I agree um, with that. Yeah, there are some scenes where it doesn't feel like he's struggling with it anymore, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's talk about uh, Mom Dies. So dies. at one point, because we need something to drive the plot, 
mom dies and they you know they intro it earlier that she's been suffering yeah. strokes but man what a random thing to yeah. happen that has nothing to do with the story that's like it it has a little bit they try to tie it where it's like that where it's like it's the thing with the letters where he says something he doesn't mean and then he has to like there is a way you could spin that where it's like she yeah, dies they... and now now he has to fight like on her behalf in a way because like he has to redeem himself for his her memory and stuff like that like you could you could spin something it's just not it's really late that it that the stroke thing means anything and it, yeah it's just yeah it's weird you know i i'm curious uh so what do you guys think com- comparing this scene the, the the mother death scene to rocky uh getting cancer scene in the in the first one why did the rocky cancer thing work and this one didn't i can i can take that one up sure what I love about the Rocky, <laughs> what I love about that story arc, at first yeah. I was like, oh, this is, kind of, this is kind of random. It's the fact that Rocky has kind of given up on life and he's just kind of like living. And that's, I mean, they say it in the movie. The, the cancer thing is like, like he resigns himself and he's like, okay, I guess I'll just die then. He has to learn how to fight again. And it's something yeah. that, creed can teach him and it strengthens their bond that's what makes that work whereas this just has like the mom dying it totally like Aiden said totally could tie into the conflict because it's about the past and she's in those she was in the start of the flashback right and i feel like they probably could have done more with that have more flashbacks with like i don't know maybe there's a conflict with his mom i don't know but like I just, the whole letter business was kind of weird. And I don't think, I don't think it like really meshed with the rest of the story. She just kind of died because it was convenient and it would propel the story yeah. forward. We needed something to happen. This is when, you know, like this is a the character part dies of the story. back too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is your Obi-Wan moment. We need a yeah. character to die. And it's all of the, the, the less good Rocky movies always do this. So Creed 3 is the first one, or Creed 3, Rocky 3 is the first one that I'm like, this wasn't very good. Character dies. Uh, Rocky 4, character dies, but he dies way earlier, which is I found interesting. But um, yeah, it's it's not good when you have to start killing off characters because of natural causes, just to be like, <laughs> this is the movie, yeah, the movie it's, gone. It's also like, that is like a plot point where like character dies that propels us into act three and like characters are motivated in act three, but it doesn't have to be a literal character dying. It just has to be like an L. Like the character just has to take an L. (laughs) (laughs) Like really, but it's just like that whole part part of the movie is like he rock Creed just takes like a bunch of L's in a row. And it's like, Mm. like, like he goes and like uh, talks to Damien and Damien's like, ah, fuck you. (laughs) And then he goes home and he's like, I don't want to talk to you, Bianca. (laughs) And like, (laughs) Bianca's like, you need to figure your shit out. And they argue in front of Amara. Like, a bunch of bad things happen and it's like if you build it up any of those things can be the thing that brings him into the next part but like because he has to hit a low point but it doesn't like yeah i agree it's lazy to just kill the mom just because like again look at creed one like in the lowest point all of his relationships fail he's like everyone hates him right He, he falls out with rocky he falls out with bianca 
that's just like you don't have to kill a character you just have to all of your relationships have to be you have to sever your relationships basically that's kind of like like you don't have to but like that's kind of that's the kind of the way it works you you get angry you lash out at the people you care for most so um I don't know if we need to keep talking about that. They bring Drago back. Let's. Uh, I don't. Neither of you have seen Creed two. I've seen Creed two. No, but I gathered. Like, is that who he fights in Creed two? Yeah. So like, and that's Creed, the that's the child of one of the Rocky guys. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So Creed two is like bringing back from Creed or Rocky four, where Drago, they're both Drago. So like Drago Senior <laughs> kills. Creed Senior, and so Creed Two is oh. the rematch of the kids, oh, okay. right? Mm. And I actually like for as crappy as Creed That's Two is, and like like suffers very similar problems. Drago and Drago Senior, Drago Senior, Drago Junior are like kind of like the most interesting parts of Creed Two, which is really weird. There's this like dynamic where they've been exiled from Russia because of <laughs> Drago Senior losing. And like yeah. his wife and Drago Jr.'s mom left them because they were losers. And there's this like like this weird dynamic where like Drago Sr. feels like the only way to get like acceptance back into his life is by his son winning. And there's this like like while I don't think that arc is fleshed out well enough, I do find like the ending is really sweet where at, at the beginning there's a scene where we see them, where we kind of first meet them the way he trains Drago Jr. Drago Sr. is like driving behind him with a car and it's like, go faster. And they do that in this movie as well. And yeah. in the end, they're running together. And it's like, oh, that's a really sweet oh, moment. That's like really they've, sweet. Yeah. they found like they're they're kind of like bonding again. And so it was nice to see Drago again. And I think, I don't know, he's, he's a, kind of a fun character. And so I liked that. Wait, did he... they end on good terms in, uh, in Creed 2? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, wow. like, um, I guess because they're friends now. I I don't know. I just found it cool. Like it's kind of like uh, Rocky and uh, Apollo. Like in the original films, they yeah. were you know they're pitted against each other, but like by three, they're like best pals. <laughs> <And> it's, <laughs> it's really quite funny. Rocky three, where they're like like Apollo is training him, and they're like hugging and like in the, <laughs> in the surf. Very funny movie. Dude, uh, I will four, stop. We're gonna have Damien and Drago. I really don't want Creed Four. <laughs> Let's stop. They're doing an anime, and I was mentioning the kid for this purpose. They're gonna do a series, I think, based oh. on that kid. So oh, I wow. think I think that's interesting. I don't. I'm I'm not sure where you take that. The kid is very young, and yeah. I don't know how you do a a show set in the Creed verse and the Rocky verse where it's yeah. a set centered on a kid, but. Hey, go for it. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Rocky is not in this movie. Rocky this is, is the not in this first movie. Rocky movie sans Rocky. Um, I don't know if I cared. I think I was like, I've seen enough of this guy. <laughs> Frankly, yeah. I think he's been around the block. What is this? Eight times now. So I think kind of letting Creed be his own guy was new and interesting for me. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. I, they kind of mention him a little bit at one point, do, don't they? They have to explain why he's not there. So there's like yeah. some allusion to him, but like that's it. Yeah. Oh, what do they say? 
I didn't pick up on it. I don't remember it. it, Yeah, it's just there is a reason why it's not there. That's all that's really important. Was Rocky still Creed's coach uh, in Creed 2? Yeah, I'm curious Mm -hmm. to that too. And how does Creed 2 end uh, regarding Rocky? Like, what is he... What's they're fine like they're not oh, oh well the, okay what does happen is he, is he creed, like i'm done i'm not doing this shit no more not really creed 2 is about like fatherhood basically and so that's the drago thing and amara is born mm-hmm. a star is born amara is born um, <laughs> <laughs> and and rocky's thing is that he goes and finds his like uh estranged son in vancouver so that's how the movie ends oh. for Rocky. He goes to oh, okay. his estranged son and grandson, who he mentions in Creed. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I guess that's where he is. Like that's I don't know if they mentioned sure. that specifically. In Canada. Because yeah. it's it's really strange. When I was watching uh, Creed one, Rocky is very much like the coach for Creed, and then in the in in Creed three, which I watched before Creed one, uh, little Duke <laughs> is very much the the coach for Creed. Mm-hmm. So. There's he like, just replaced Rocky, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Because yeah. I didn't I, Little Duke shut him down when he went to him in Creed One. Yes. He's like, no, you're not yeah. training in my gym. Yeah. Right. That was yeah. Him. He did. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, we're kind of hitting the end. What was your guys' favorite part? Oh yeah, we did do that. We did we do favorite it. part. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been shitting on this movie for so long. Why don't we talk about the good? What did we like about this yeah. movie? I really enjoy the the, the boxing scenes. Um, yeah. Like I think the way they set up the atmosphere, yeah. you know, I don't know how they did it. Like with the music, with the crowd, it's just amazing. Like I, I, it's not like I feel transported into an actual boxing arena, but like you can feel the hype of the crowd, and I think that is something amazing by the sound department, by the visual. Uh, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Like honestly, like I like the thing the part of this movie that pushes it to three and a half stars where I'm like, okay, I had a good time watching this and I liked it, is like at the end of the day, that is why I'm here. That like that is the reason. I wanna be in the theater moving my head and going like oh and I was No, but like like really, like I was, I was in my theater, and I like couldn't help but like, like be dodging myself. Oh, no, you stuff did like that. that. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> and like to me, like that's a marker of like this movie on some level fulfilled what I needed it to fulfill. I I do really like the fight scenes. Like like we said from the very beginning, the one that's just like a pseudo flashback of uh of creed yeah. in, in south africa which is kind of it i it thought this weird. is a side note it was weird that it was 15 years later and then it was no it was however many years ago Three and years. then 15 years later it was 2002 it, it starts in 2002 and then it says 15 years later and then it says present day and i was like when uh, is that like i didn't like, i think no. it was I, on the Wikipedia, I remember because I looked this up, it was supposed to be 2020 and then 2023. Yeah. So they're just like, they're all over the place. I don't know yeah. why they needed to do that. but Dude, they, they're trying to it. skip COVID, bro. Yeah. COVID did oh, not happen. <laughs> COVID did not happen in this universe. Yeah. Um, my favorite part was definitely uh, the tea party where Michael B. Jordan is wearing a dinosaur. No, a turtle. Oh, really? one Yeah. That was a highlight for me. Just no. like also, wait, when was this? This was, was that the time? This is like the first scene in present day. 
yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't know if that was like my absolute favorite part, but like, I just want to mention, like, that was really nice. I like that. He's yeah. wearing a turtle onesie. How do you forget that? Yeah. Wait, He's was that Amara. the one with, with, yeah, it was Amara on in their penthouse, right? Yeah, he wasn't having yeah. a tea party with right. game. Like, I, 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 yeah, I was like, tea party. <laughs> it's the tea implication. That scene, it's like clearly in that scene, it's like clearly day already, and it's like midday or whatever, and he wakes up mm. on the couch. Yeah, is the yes, is the implication the just that he isn't doing much? Is that what the point of that part is? Because because of the way it's edited, it cuts like from the fight to this, and I just mm. made the connection in my head like, oh, he's tired from the fight. But, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's actually like years ago. It's like I yeah, guess like yeah. is I the think it's reason. Retirement. It's yeah, retired. he's retired. Okay, that's what that's supposed to be. I didn't pick up on that in the movie. That that's why he's like okay. just sleeping <laughs> on the couch. I mean, yeah. hey, also like I'm like nap gang. Like oh, sure. sometimes you need a nap midday. I understand that. I'm not even Creed's age. I get that. Sometimes you need a nap. Um I was gonna Oh, I was thinking about this. Uh there's a shot in the trailer that is not in this movie, from a scene that is not in this movie. Where Creed is in jail for some reason, and everyone is cr- chanting "Creed, Creed, Creed, Creed." Do you remember? No, <laughs> no, I don't remember that at all. Like he's huddled around a table, like one of those like meeting tables, I think, like where you mm-hmm. meet people at prison, and like yeah. there's like a ring of people on like a balcony, and they're chanting "Creed." Oh yeah! yeah, yeah. What is that? <laughs> What was that? What was that scene for? You you need I I honestly think you need some of that goofiness back in there because one of the moments yeah. I love from Creed One is the moment when he's running up the street and gets all the motorcycles. They start popping wheelies and circling around him and he's like, Yeah, yeah. And then you and can't awesome. hear him. Like the music was playing and he was just yelling. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so, yeah, that was a goofy scene. Like, like the best Rocky movies are the ones that hype you up, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, yes, yeah. yeah. I felt like I, yeah, I was like energized after watching Creed One. I was like, oh, like yeah. yeah. I felt one good about my shit. life after watching Creed One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I don't have any more thoughts about Creed Three. No, I'm do done. either of the. No, I'm no? Done. good. Cool. Okay, we have a segment, Aiden. Oh, we sure do, eh? Oh my god, that's really <laughs> so fun. Is that Rocky's son from Vancouver, Canada? <laughs> no, if he was from Vancouver, he wouldn't have an accent like that. It would oh. He'd born on talking maybe. Uh, anyway, uh, so... This... Oh, Okay, so we have a segment called Predator... Uh, no, we don't have... Okay, the podcast is called Predator versus Movies. <laughs> the podcast is called Predator versus Movies. We've done the movie part. Now it's time to get into the Predator. We ask the question: Would the Predator from the movie Predator make this movie better? Were he to appear? No. No. <laughs> it breaks, no. It breaks the pattern. Green because... fights the predator in the ring. Oh my god. In the god. ring. Dude. Now for me, like, like I don't know, we, we kind of have different feelings. Like, I found this movie boring and like I didn't like this. Sure. Yet Predator. Sure. No. So for, for you it for you it breaks our, our, our franchise here, our brand, yeah. Our brand. <laughs> 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 
I can't even think where he would show up anyways. No. No, it's like we could do the lazy thing that we always say, which is like, what if oh, he's hunting he? green? <laughs> yeah, or if he's hunting green. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah there's like a, there's a there's a side plot going on where it's like they're just like like Predator is has like descended upon Earth and people are like, What the fuck is happening? And that's just something that's happening in another part of the world. Yeah, and they elect Creed to be the world champion. Like that's what the fight is about. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. go on to fight Predator as like yeah. the representative. Of or that. or Predator set up the tournament tournament to determine who the best fighter of all is, so that he can determine the best. Uh, wow. The best, yeah. Best who would who would win in a fight though? Creed versus Predator. I think Predator might have that one. Wait, yeah. what if Predator is all wearing his suit? Does he have to that. follow the rules? Does yeah. Predator have to <laughs> the rules eat? of boxing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, are they actually boxing, or is it just, like, <laughs> go for it, you know? Uh, I don't know. Uh, if they're following the rules, I still think Predator wins. Doesn't he have, like, cra- like superhuman strength? I thought I yeah, thought Predator I got all his power from his suit, no? It's very funny that, like, this is our brand and our gimmick, and we don't even really know anything about Predator. <laughs> like, we're like, yeah, like I'm strong, right? I'm strong, right? <laughs> I've seen one Predator movie, and it was a long time ago. I saw the yes. first one. Like, yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, no, no. I saw, I saw the terrible Shane Black one, too, and then that was it. Okay, okay. I haven't seen that one. He has super durable skin, right? Like, like you can do that, right? <laughs> wait, wait, that's not his suit? Jesus. That's, like, all natural? That's all him? I think he is strong. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, too. like a reptilian alien, and then yeah. he also has a lot of tech. But that wouldn't be allowed in the ring. That would be illegal right. equipment, so. Actually, speaking of illegal moves, I was very curious about this punching in the arms thing. Legal. You can do that in boxing. Really? You can yeah. punch, like, at the shoulder to try to, like... Yeah. Oh, it's wow. It's just, like, a really dick move, which falls in line. I'm surprised this is the first I've heard of this. So, like, yeah. I think that was a really smart angle for Dame, I think. Yeah. But like, the elbow thing is illegal. You can't do that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I, li- I like that detail that he's, he's following the rules, but, like, in a really shady way anyways yeah. uh peter we have a segment we do predator <laughs> yeah. maybe we don't have a segment i don't know no, no, isn't so I'm sure this podcast is falling apart at the scene we have a <laughs> guys we have a segment predator Powering down Peter's <laughs> battery. <laughs> Do I try again? Take two. Yo, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try even longer. Uh, I think the issue is Peter is both <laughs> directing himself and acting. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We oh, need, we need to bring yo, Elizabeth yo, Banks okay, back yo, yo, to yo, direct yo. this episode. We Let's need some bring more. Yeah, class. bring her back. Yeah. Uh, Predator's picks. Uh, what do you guys watch this week? There I personally, is. I've seen only one movie. And it's Let's hear it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What'd you think? Oh yeah, we're gonna do the Creed Love Fest. Yeah. Did you love yeah. Creed? I like Creed, yes. Shut up. You loved it. Did you love Creed though? I love I love Creed. <laughs> um I won't go as far as love, but I think Creed is a great movie. I think Creed yeah. like owns. I think that movie is so sick. Yeah, One of that, the they... best films of the twentieth century. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So good. Just just awesome. Just like all, yeah. like hits yeah, just like hitting so I, many things. Yeah, so I well. think it has a lot, right? Like it's got the funny, it's got like the, the it's badass. Got the funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, it, it has a lot. And also like 
like the result I, I thought the result is very fitting yeah. it's like it's literally his second pro fight and he's like punching way above his weight and yeah. uh, able to get like an almost victory even even though he ended in defeat I, so, I will that say that on that point yeah. like spoilers for Rocky but like that's how Rocky 1 ends so oh like, really? Yeah, it is no just a way. mirror of the first Bro. Rocky film. Okay. So they're, they're not like inventing the wheel there, but yeah. I I do agree. Like for the story, yeah. yeah. But they Rocky still do again. such a good job of setting it up that it's yeah. like you can't be mad yeah. at it at all. And also oh, the God. other thing is just you don't really need much to enjoy this movie. It's not like you have to know the Rocky lore. Yeah. No. You know, it's like yeah. hey, Rocky is like this famous boxer, and yeah. most people have heard about Rocky. So right. Um. So I thought that was great. And then the other thing that I really love about the movie is that you really see this journey, like from like a basically a street fighter almost, you know, like a fighter in like the more the less pro leagues. Like he's fighting in Mexico, he's fighting like yeah. all over the street. To how does he evolve and grow into a full-on fighter? What does he need to learn? What does he need to sort of cope with? Uh, and I thought that was really great. Like, like I said, like. I watch these movies to not only like see badass fighting scenes, but also to relate to the boxers, uh, both, uh, you know, emotion, like what are, what are they going through? Like just prove that they're still human. And I think Creed did a much better job compared to Creed 3, you know, right, to, uh, to really show the vulnerability of these boxers. So I thought it was fantastic. I actually think there's so much going on in Creed 2. Like, I think like there's so many, scenes that accomplish so much in terms of fleshing out internal conflict and fleshing out social conflict and fleshing out external conflict like like again i mentioned this last time when i talked about it like just the little moment where like creed is standing alone in the kitchen and he's like i'm gonna fight this heavyweight champion in the world and he like has this burst of energy yeah yeah, and then it but then it subsides immediately and no one's even there and it's like it's like just great moments like that. I was also forgetting, like I meant to mention this last time. There's a great shot near the end where it's a two shot of Rocky and Creed standing. They've got to the top of the stairs and they're looking mm-hmm. out at the city and yeah. Creed is like in the middle and Rocky is like to the right side of frame and the left side of frame is empty. And it's like this idea of like, it's his story now. Like Creed has stepped yeah. into the spotlight and it's like just subtle things like that that are like just so great about that movie. It's, it's I think it's a great movie. Yeah. yeah. Having having seen Rocky after, because I I did watch Creed first, um, it is very apparent that it is just the same story with a new coat of paint. But like, wow. okay. it, it's they're very similar. But like, it does it it does it so much better. <laughs> like 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 Rocky being like one of the first blockbusters, hugely successful. I think Academy Award winning. Like it, I'm pretty sure it won Best Picture. And oh, then wow. like Creed blows it out of the water for me at least. oh yeah um it's it's a phenomenal film uh, and also it really makes you root for the characters you know oh yeah like, like yeah. i i was 100 percent like yo let's go like you know when rocky hopped on board it's like yo let's go and then when uh when rocky's sick i'm just like oh no i hope he's okay you know yeah and like eventually when like when you're in the rain like you are like you feel like you're one of the audience members you're actively cheering creed on you know i thought i was yeah it's a very emotionally satisfying film, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, Aiden, what have you been watching? I think the only thing that I have watched is that I've started watching a show called The Wire, which is an What's HBO that? show from the 2000s. <laughs> uh, 
and it's uh it's very very good so far i started watching it because one of my professors talks about it a lot as being like a very well-written show um and i think he's correct i uh i've started watching it i'm like four episodes in at this point and i think it's a great show it's like it's like very well written it like like i know i'm just in circles here but i think like with these hot takes the wire is good hot takes no no i know but like the way like a lot of the writing and a lot of scenes are dedicated like just on the surface they seem like characters are just kind of talking about nothing or doing something that's like very far removed from what's actually happening but they're actually like developing thematic ideas and there's such a strong emphasis on developing thematic ideas and making um thematic connections instead of just but and then it also is building up like the plot while doing that and it's like you kind of don't notice like the way it makes draws parallels between different things wait have you talked about what this show is about oh sure (laughs) most people know what the wire is so the wire it's i i like i'm pretty sure it's like it winds up being like a pseudo anthology series and that like i think the latter seasons are kind of all about like a different case um but season season one is about there's like a big drug dealer um who like kind of runs this big area of the town named avon barksdale and the police know like nothing about him and they have like nothing on him and for like various political reasons there's this like shitty task force that's assembled to like stop him but they don't really want to stop him they just want to like prove that they did something to it just so that like they can get a certain judge off their back um Uh but accidentally there are a few good cops like that are good at their job uh, in the unit and so they're trying like really hard to like finish this case so it's like navigating like the red tape of the legal and like police system and also like the world of of the drug of the drug trade and like it's drawing parallels between those two things and like showing how people at different levels on both sides are kind of the same thing in different ways and it's like it's a it's pretty sick show so far i'm excited to see where it goes and i i just google this to verify but it also has like a largely african-american cast like black cast um which makes it i think pretty unique for the time and like very significant and also it's one of the highest rated shows of all time like it's up there it's a great it's show. usually in top three even like it's usually breaking bad sopranos and the wire oh um, wow in, yeah. in some order not necessarily that order i just said but it's definitely up there i would say one of my favorite tv shows of all time right now would be twin peaks and i i could see this show get reaching a twin peaks level for me and yeah. it's hitting those those it's peaks Wait, is it yeah. Twin, hey. Twin hey. Peaks is Damon Lindelof, right? No, it's David no. Lynch. <laughs> Similar no, sounding not. name. What did he do then? He did Lost. David Lindelof. Oh, did yeah, Lost. yeah, yeah. I thought Lost was J.J. Abrams. Um, I, I could be wrong. Lost. I was just quoting something that somebody else said. I just heard this the other day. So, uh, Or like like today. Even. David. Wait, guys, else. remind me. Who did the Twilight Zone? Jordan Peele. Or the new one. He did. Least. He did the new one. Yeah, I don't know who did the original. But that was ages ago. Like, I don't okay. Know oh, he. J.J. Abrams was a co-creator of Lost. Nice. I know for yeah. No, I'm pretty sure. JJ and Damon Lindelof was another one of them. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Because someone had said it on a podcast that I listened to. So. Yeah. Uh, speaking of TV shows. Oh, sorry. Is that is that all for you? That's it. That's, That's all I saw. So speaking of TV shows, I've been. Uh, Catching up. No, I just watched the uh, season four premiere of Succession, 
wow, this show is the shit. I love this show so much. Uh, I know you guys haven't seen this at all, right? No. Guys, you gotta watch this. It's so good. Uh, like a great, a great premiere for the season, uh, fourth and final season. Um, man, I'm just like one line is like stuck in my head. Cause it's like, like it's just like terrible characters and like you can't help but like watch it's like a car crash where it's yeah. like like these the, these characters are awful and you don't want to empathize with them you kind of do but like like fully knowing like they're terrible yeah. people um and so there's this one thing in the episode where cousin greg has brought a date to the patriarch, the patriarch of the family, the Brian Cox character. Yeah, okay. it's, it's his birthday, and he's brought this date. Cousin Greg has brought this date, and she's like someone who is trying to fit in, but like in an obvious way to like this rich mm. culture and like this rich group of people. And everyone's like looking at her because she's like, it's like she sticks out like a sore thumb. And the one thing is like she's got like this hideous bag, and Tom Wamskens, who's like greg they have like a really weird relationship he like he's like that's such a capricious bag what is what's in there like her flats for the subway and like the way they talk is just so funny like these snide remarks and it's oh there's um another one is like the kids are trying to make like their own company in in la and they're like it, it's they're called the hundred and they're like it's like watch mojo meets uh, the New Yorker meets and they're just listing like companies that meet <laughs> each other. It's like these yeah. people have no idea what they're talking about sometimes. Yeah. It's great. It's a very is this supposed comedy. to be a comedy? It's not, yes. right? Yeah. Oh, no, it is a comedy. It's like a, it's like a satire. So it's yeah. like, it's not like sitcom laughter. It's very like dark things that are happening or yeah. very serious tone. But yeah. Like Barry? Or is it more? No, not like Barry. Both HBO, but like very very different tones i'd say um barry is also starting soon it's coming out uh, april 16th is the new fourth and final season as well and apparently they're gonna end on the same day which really sucks oh no <laughs> I've, i'm caught up on both those shows and so that'll be sad okay. uh, speaking of other tv shows i've been um getting back into bob's burgers i had gotten so far and i'd stopped and now i'm getting back into it man i love this show like one of my favorite cartoon shows I've ever seen. Uh, just like the cast of characters is so funny. And they like, I don't know what the show is rated at, like parental rating, but like, it feels like they push it all the time. It seems very, it's an like, adult show, isn't it? Okay. It's that's like what the, I thought. Like, it has it's to like, be. It's like yeah. the Simpsons and like, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's like the same show as the Simpsons, yeah. but it's the same like vein. Of, it's that type of show, right? Yeah. It feels, it definitely feels like it's meant for adults. Um, and just like, man, I love, Bob and like the whole family are just great characters. So if you haven't seen Bob's Burgers, go check that out. Uh, and then I watched two movies. I watched Creed two, and I, I didn't care for it. Uh, there, were, it had its moments, but I think it's the weakest of the Rocky movies I've seen. And then I watched um, the sequel, sort of. No, that's a lie. Another film from the guy who did who killed Captain Alex. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, like. <laughs> friend of the show sasha where we've decided we're just gonna watch the trash called tuesdays from now yeah. on we're just gonna go see them because they're fun it's fun to go yeah like the environment is fun doing that yeah. um next month is slumber party massacre one and two sure so i'm gonna go check those out but um 
Bad Black was uh, pretty fun. It wasn't as good as uh, Who Killed Captain Alex, like a, a full, probably a full star step down. Um, mm. But it does have a lot of the same charm to it. I do think um, the comedy's still there. They brought the MC guy. Oh, Joker, the DJ's video, back. Video Joker's cool. back. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I think it's it's too serious for its own good. Like there's a, and maybe also like kind of knows what it is now because it's it's like yeah. six years after the first one. So mm. um, I don't know. Didn't work for me as quite as well, but still a good time. Did so, we find uh, out who killed Captain Alex though? Uh, I will not reveal. Okay. <laughs> um, next week we're gonna be doing Air, the movie on the the Nike Jordan <sighs> story. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I have no interest. That is like, I know, I know. It's like that specific brand of movies that are like dad core are like the least interesting thing. <laughs> like, there's there's so many this year. Yeah, like I don't know if I said it on the pod, but Air, Tetris, Pinball. Flaming Hot Cheetos, Blackberry. Flaming Hot Cheetos? Is that a joke? No. (laughs) There is a a docudrama about the person who came up with the idea, who was a janitor, a janitor who came up with the idea of making Flaming Hot Cheetos. That's wild. Movie movie that is about guy who made new product is like... (laughs) like, Okay. (laughs) And I feel like they're all like from the same time period as well. Like they're all 80s. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's catering a very specific person um anyways we're probably actually gonna do super mario movie uh you guys are in agreement because like i really want to see this i want to yeah. see it too i gotta Maybe see it time. what else Peter, are we gonna see? Maybe, <laughs> i'm probably Peter, gonna what watch, else i'm Peter probably can, gonna watch dungeons and dragons to be honest it I looks really this good week. You can go watch Air, and we'll talk about different movies. We'll be like, yeah, Super Mario was great. And people will be like, yeah, there was a significant lack of Mario in my movie. But <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you like us, go check us out on Twitter or Instagram at Predator V Movies. We just kind of like comment on the news and stuff. Uh, if you like my opinions on movies, go check me out on Letterboxd at underscore Alex Gordon underscore. Uh, I write reviews. Uh, I also am on Letterboxd. That's 810sunny. That's 810-S-O-N-N-Y. My name is Wombo. I also leave reviews sometimes. Wait, Peter, Aiden, I'm anything... curious. I'm curious. Before we get into that, um, <laughs> did, did you gain any new followers because of this podcast? I don't think so. I think I've gotten like two since the beginning of the podcast. No, no one listens to this. No, this, no, this is this Especially podcast. to this part like no one gets yeah. this <laughs> yeah they should have checked out by this point yeah. uh peter do you have anything to plug aiden no you have to answer the question first aiden, do, do should, you, I, should i plug anything do you have anything to plug, don't plug what 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 is don't the agreement anything. aiden don't plug anything don't plug well, anything. I can't, like, just, like, Dude, you just have to you, answer the question though do you have anything to plug i don't Okay, guys. <laughs> you know what that means. You know what that means. You, you guys are contractually bound to review the podcast oh, yeah. because yeah. Peter we, did not. Did we talk about? Anything. We finally got a rating on Spotify. I don't think we did. Peter's correct. We finally yeah. have, and I'm just gonna confirm oh. that we haven't gotten more popular, We're... but we have at least ten five star reviews. <laughs> Let's go. Bare minimum. Let's I'm go. Yeah, we're at five stars still. Five stars, guys, ten reviews. Guys, we're a five-star podcast. Let's so go. Good. Let's go. Um, so, yeah. 
Anyways, no one responded to my John Wick poll, by the way. That was really weird. Yeah. Okay, get on that, guys. Listeners, well, get on that. Next time. Next time. All three Speaking all of... three of you need to get on that. <laughs> yeah. Of all ten of you, apparently. <laughs> There's a few more than ten, but... Um, anyways, should we do a comment or a question for this episode? If we're uh, still here. Best Rocky? Tell best Rocky. Best Rocky Creed? Yeah, do sure. that. Anyways, uh, leave a review and tell us your favorite Rocky. Until next time, I'm Alex. I'm Peter. I'm Aiden. And this was Predator vs. Movies. Uh, we'll see you later. We 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 Stop trying to change it. <laughs> I'm bringing it back.